Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. In the name of God, who makes a way in the wilderness, walks with us, and guides us in our pilgrimage. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, you prepare a new way in the wilderness, and your grace waters our desert. Open our hearts to be transformed by the new things you are doing, that our lives may proclaim the extravagance of your love given to all through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. Today, I want to talk about change and water. Here's a portion of the Isaiah reading from today. Isaiah 43. For I'm about to do a brand new thing. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness for my people to come home. I will create rivers for them in the desert. The wild animals in the field will thank me, the jackals and the ostriches too for giving them water in the wilderness. Yes, I will make springs in the desert so that my chosen people can be refreshed. Now clearly, we do not live in a desert. I am wearing boots today. It is very wet outside. Now, has anyone here ever been to the desert or seen it in a movie, in a book? Probably, we all know It's dry, it's sandy, it's dry. (laughs) Not many things grow in the desert. And when you get stuck in a desert, what is it you need the most? Water. That's one thing that's very hard to find in the desert, the water. And without water, you could only last a couple of days. But here's the thing, if we brought somehow, if we could just bring all of the water we're getting here in Juneau today to a desert, that desert would actually turn into a paradise of plants and flowers. And that's exactly what God is promising to do. He says that he will make rivers in the desert for the people of Israel. And that's amazing. Just like the people of Israel, we are God's people too. And God promises to turn the desert into places where we can survive. And here they're talking about more than just a physical desert, because obviously, as Juno people, we don't need more water. (laughs) We need change in the deserts of our lives. Deserts like when the poor are hungry, uh, when there are people who are sick, He'll make us better and strong again. When we are lonely, he will be by our side. And when we are in trouble, he will help us get through it. Isn't that something to be thankful for? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for turning the deserts of our lives into places we can live. Thank you for refreshing us when we are tired, being with us when we are sick and lonely. 
Thank you for the water and for all the change that it brings. Amen. Invite the congregation to stand as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. willfully misinterprets as waste Mary's extravagant act of anointing Jesus' feet with costly perfume. Jesus recognizes that her lavish gift is both an expression of love and an anticipation of his burial. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. seated. Some of you know this and some of you don't. For the Juno Live productions, I help put makeup on. I do do color, lighting, and makeup, sort of, for, for the performers. Not to make people look heavily made up, but to try to make sure that people are aware that studio lighting washes you out and that putting on a little bit of makeup helps make sure that you have features that show up on the video um, stream. So I I do the makeup for people. I I actually have a degree in theater arts. Um, Don't advertise that a lot, but it's it's true, and one of the things that I used to do was makeup back in my my theater days. Uh, So because it was COVID and we all started to do new projects during COVID, I started making the makeup at home with food grade ingredients, mostly so that I could have enough different colors and didn't have to, didn't have to worry about reusing um, pieces for, for too many different people. And started having a lot of fun with it. Um, one of the things that goes into this homemade makeup 
is, I'm just gonna talk specifically about lip balm. And the lip balm that I use is tinted lip balm, because a lot of times I've convinced people who don't like to wear makeup that I'm not gonna make them look like a clown, I just want their lips to show up. And it's just gonna tint their lips a little bit. So I make a tinted lip balm. And it's got cocoa butter and shea butter and, and beeswax and stuff. Um, and then the color is made out of either hibiscus flour or beetroot or uh, various other food-grade ingredients. Anyway, in order to give it its own scent, I add a little bit of essential oil. So for a pot like this, I, I brought a couple of them, the lip glosses that I made. This is a kind of a, a mauvey color, and this is a neutral that I mix into uh, other colors. Oh, that's a, that's a neutral one too. Um, into each of these, I put two drops of essential oil. So here is, it depends, depends on how much leftover I have, but one to one and a half ounces, or even less, of lip balm. I put one drop of essential oil. These each are one ounce of essential oil. Usually essential oil comes in either an ounce, half ounce, 50 milliliters, it depends on how you buy it. Um, the lavender, this is not a especially expensive lavender, but the lavender costs about 20 bucks an ounce. So a pound of essential oil would be, what is that, 320 bucks? So, thank you. Um, 320 bucks if I wanted a pound of this. And the rosemary, it also depends on the quality. This one I think was like 26 bucks per ounce. So out of these, I take one or two drops per lip balm. I'm pointing all of this out because we hear that Mary used a pound of pure nard, a pound of pure nard. Anybody who's ever bought perfume, especially if you buy high-end perfume, can you imagine how much a pound of perfume, your favorite perfume? Givenchy, let's say. How much is a pound of that? That is a lot of investment. It's also a lot of aroma. I'm gonna open these. Raise your hand when you think you can smell either lavender or rosemary. I'm not even gonna put out a pound. I'm just gonna open the bottle. Tell me if you think you can smell either of these as I talk. Okay, so she's got all this, not only extravagance, investment, but it's also something that's gonna overwhelm the scene, right? They're having dinner and it's gonna overwhelm the scene. And this scent is associated with Lazarus. They said this is the Lazarus that they rose from the dead. And I don't know if you remember, but when Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb, the people said, oh, no, 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 he's already going to smell, right? So we've got the smell imagery connected with Lazarus. Then we've got a room taken over by this perfume. And we've got Judas Iscariot getting snitty about it. Judas, it's important to know that the, the, um, the depth 
of Judas' depravity evolves a little bit over the Gospels. He's, he's, it's not as much said about him in the earliest Gospel of Mark. And then by the time we get to John, which is the latest, you know, we know he's a thief. Uh, some of that is because we start to understand more deeply who a person is, but it was something that the community struggled with because if he kept the common purse, he was a leader in the community, right? That's who we have be treasurers. You're not going to be a treasurer at a church if you aren't a leader in the church and well-trusted. It's also a position like other leadership positions that if trust is broken, it wounds the community for generations. So when we're thinking about Judas, we're thinking about not only the Judas that betrays Jesus, but this Judas that represents authority and leadership, but not of a, um, a leader with integrity. Contrasted with Mary, who while she sometimes gets conflated with Mary Magdalene, there's no reason to believe it's Mary Magdalene, who, by the way, there's no reason to believe that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. So, but this is a different Mary anyway. She's a, a Mary of not little significant, of not a lot of significance. You know, the other stories we have about her is that she doesn't help Martha serve, and she sits at Jesus' feet, and she cries. You smell, okay? You can smell it already, those of you in the first row. I didn't, huh? Did somebody else say? Oh, you did you? Did you? Wow. Okay. So that's, that's me just, I'll, I'll go ahead and close them now. So that's just opening the jars. And within a few minutes, 10, 20 feet away, you can smell it. Can you imagine if I broke open a pound of this stuff? There's a contrast being drawn here. Mary, who overwhelms the scene with this extravagant gift, but it's also a powerful gift because it affects everybody in the room. Contrasted with Judas, who says, that's not what we're supposed to, that's not what we're supposed to use resources for. And then we get Jesus saying, you know, leave her alone. You'll always have the poor with me, but you won't always have me. Okay, got the contrast. Now, when he says you won't always have the poor, or you will always have the poor with you, it's, it's not dissimilar to, to me saying, if I start out saying, for God so loved the world, he gave it, he automatically, you right? He gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe it, right, right, you, you know that verse. If I say, our Father who art in heaven, right, these phrases, lots of times it happens in, in uh, Jesus' sayings, but explicitly in this one, when he says you will always have the poor with you, it's the first part of a verse in Deuteronomy that everybody would have known. So the ending of it isn't you'll always have the poor with you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. In Deuteronomy, I think it's Deuteronomy 15, 11, something like that. In Deuteronomy, it says you will always have the poor with you. Therefore, I commend you to go out 
and serve the poor. That phrase, you will always have the, the poor with you, is an introduction that should ring in every, everybody who was in that community's mind. Therefore, go serve the poor. Judas is essentially saying extravagance. Extravagance is not for the poor. Beauty is not for the poor. We're going to save this stuff so that we can do something that fits in this box. And then, by the way, we hear that Judas actually just wants to steal more of the money. But when we suggest that there are, there are limited, limited righteous things to do with the wealth that God gives us and the wealth that then we are called to give to ministry, we can be stingy about it. Or we can hear, you'll always have poor with you, so you're always going to be called to go out and serve them, and to serve them with extravagance. Because that thing that is so precious, the, the costly nard, that thing that is so precious can be shared with the poor, too. There's the anointing piece for Jesus' burial, but there's also this pouring out of, pouring out of it. And Jesus is saying, it's okay. It's being poured out for my death and resurrection. Well, what is Jesus' death and resurrection being poured out for? For, for the life of the people. It's, it's a layering of images that we're called to understand as, an, A, an understanding that Jesus is being prepared for burial, but that that thing that is most precious to us, we're called to give it. And we're called to give it to those that we don't think deserve it, or to those that we don't think need it, or to those that, okay, it's my mom trying to call me. Um, Sorry, Mom. I should be give, talking about who we should give things to. But giving it um, sacrificially, giving it with the awareness that, that there is no point in saving the wealth that God gives us, the grace that God gives us, the opportunities that God gives us. Jesus is going to the cross. We know that. We also happen to know that Jesus is going to be resurrected. And we, in that anointing and baptism, by the way, Messiah means anointed one, right? In that anointing and resurrection, we are joined in the way that we're anointed in our baptism into that resurrection. So, I invite you all to think of a smell. Think of a smell that is powerful for you. Think of a smell that feels extravagant to you. And think about what it might mean to share that extravagance beyond any, any neat, organized restriction beyond any previous. We talk about uh, the Isaiah. God is doing a new thing. 
beyond any way that we've done anything before. What would it mean for you to share that? And see if you have an opportunity to do that this week. Share an extra, I know, I know this could be made a lot of jokes if, if you're 12, but share an extravagant smell this week. Let us confess together. I believe, I believe in, in God, God, the Father, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and everlasting. Amen. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Do a new thing in the church. Free us from paradigms that no longer serve the gospel and bring forward leaders who imagine fresh ways of doing ministry. Give us courage in the face of change. Merciful God. Do a new thing for creation. Reverse the trajectory of climate change and environmental catastrophe. Revive habitats already impaired by human disregard. Amplify the voices of climate scientists and researchers working to chart a new course. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. Do a new thing in our world. Break barriers and prevent political enemies from working together for the well-being of all. Make a way for peace and collaboration among the nations. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. Do a new thing for those who suffer. Reveal a path for any who are unemployed or underemployed. For those experiencing homeless and for all who struggle with money. Comfort those who grieve and restore those who are sick. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing within us. Direct us into encounters that broaden our understanding of the human experience. Amplify voices that are ignored or devalued, especially people with disabilities. Deliver us especially from the scourge of racism. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing in our death. Fill us with the knowledge of Christ and the power of his resurrection as we give thanks for all the saints who have attained the prize of their heavenly call. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of the world in need for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which is helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. 
You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let's pray. Extravagant God, you have blessed us with the fullness of creation. Now we gather at your feast where you offer us the food that satisfies. Take and use what we offer here. Come among us and feed us with the body and blood of Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Remembering, therefore, his life, death, and resurrection, we await your salvation for all this thirsty world. Pour out your spirit on this holy food and on all the baptized gathered for this feast. Wash away our sin, that we may be revived for our journey by the love of Christ. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our, Our Father, Father, who art, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The mission. The mission, the mission of, of Resurrection Lutheran Church, Church is to is promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. You are children of God, anointed with the oil of gladness and strengthened for the journey. Almighty God, motherly, majestic, and mighty, bless you this day and always. Amen.
peace. Jesus meets you on the way. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.